Next on BYU Sports Nation, let it begin. It's about one game for BYU, the NCAA tournament taking over the land. The Cougars and Ducks in Milwaukee. Our insider, Jerem Jordan, will join us live from BYU's game side at the Bradley Center. How he transferred positive karma to the Cougars. Plus, former BYU football standout and Oregon radio personality Jason Sukanik and BYU men's volleyball coach Chris McGown. Brian Logan, it's about surviving and advancing. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Throw your hands up for Thursday. Get them up, Brian. Get them up. Opening day of the NCAA basketball tournament. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Brian Logan. Hashtag Logan Takeover in full effect. Yes, part two. <laughs> Brian Logan alongside. Great to have you here, man. Wherever and however you all may be joining us, great to have you with us as well. This is kind of like Christmas morning for me. Last night, it felt like Christmas Eve because I don't know if there's a more exciting time or an event in terms of like a, a day-long sporting uh, event than the NCAA tournament. The opening games, the speculation, so much has been said about the brackets. Now the games actually start to happen. Who's going to upset who? Uh, what Cinderella team's going to make a run? This is just it's the best time of the year for me. No, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not a basketball guy, you know, football, obviously. But, um, you know, I was excited this morning as well. You know, I, I, I woke up at 5 o'clock, you know, and brushed my teeth and, <laughs> and uh, you know, put my, my clothes on. You got and, an early uh, start, bro. I, you know, it, it's, it's – I, I have butterflies. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And I'm excited with uh, the opportunity that, that these guys have, um, you know, just with – Everything that they've went through this year and, and what they fought through and, and for them to make it. And there's so much chatter and, and, and noise about how they don't deserve it. These guys deserve to be in here. Um, you know, I, I just had this this peace and this calming, this, this, this spirit over me about them Brian, winning. Brian has received revelation that BYU is going to win. I, that's remember, a, that's you, a great thing. Do you remember remember Texas when, when, when BYU played Texas this year? And in I, football. I, in, in football. And I said that. And I said, I said, you know what? I don't know what it is, guys, <laughs> but I, I just feel this peace and this calming about, uh, you know, about, about the situation. And we're going to win. And, and that's how I feel I'll take right it, now. man. I will take it. I, I'm not a morning person, and I just woke up super happy which is unusual. I was ready to go. Jerem Jordan is in Milwaukee. He will join us live in about 15 minutes. You can join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across the nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question, which is, what is your bold prediction for BYU against Oregon today? Brian, what's your bold prediction? My, my bold prediction is, is that uh, Tyler Hollis and Matt Carlino will combine – for 50 points, Ooh, right? Okay. Uh, and, and and so one will get 30, the other will get 20. Uh, but I believe that Carlino will get 30 and Haas will get 20. I like it. My That's bold my prediction bold is that either Skylar Halford or Frank Bartley will score in double figures. One of those two guys Ooh. will score in double figures. That's that's spicy right it there. It is. Against that's... Oregon in the biggest game of the year, one of those two filling in for Kyle Collinsworth and the minutes that are going to be available will go for double figures. Skyler's going to hit a big three somewhere. Frank's going to be aggressive attacking the rim. Double figures. Listen to BYU Sports Nation, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. You ready for this, man? I am ready. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Something or nothing to prove. Probably I'd just tell them that if, you, if you'd spent five months with our team, you'd have a whole different under, uh, you know, reasoning or interpretation or feeling about uh, our team because these guys deserve to be here. Undoubtedly, Dave Rose feels like his team needs to be there. I agree. They deserve to be there. The body work puts them there. But whether you think they should be there or not, BYU's in. And the mentality of the nation, Brian, is benefiting the Cougars. You say, well, how, how does that work? Outside of BYU Sports Nation and fans and, and coaches here, who's expecting BYU to win? Nobody. Nobody? Nobody at all. They're no. Not, no one's given BYU a chance. I, I think there was, I think Greg Doyle of CBS Sports was the only national pundit I saw say BYU's going to win this game. Everybody else is saying, oh, free money on Oregon, including well, Doug Gottlieb. Well, not, well, not even a, a, a chance. I mean, they're, they, they're mad that they're even in. They're saying that they don't deserve a spot. Uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous how that one that they're in, uh, you know, the, the seed that they're placed at. And, and, and so it's not even a fact of, oh, man, Oregon's going to win and, and, and just blow them apart, easy money, uh, free game. You know, it, it's, it's what are these guys doing here? That, isn't that interesting? That's, that is an advantage for BYU because they can – even though there will be nerves, it's a bright, it's a bright stage. You've talked about it. No matter, no matter uh, how loose a team feels, there are going to be some nerves because oh, yeah. it's, it's the big oh, stage. It's the, it's, the big, it's the big stage, man. And, and, and you know, I did talk about it. I, I remember when, when I was playing, and it, it, it really didn't matter um, who I was playing at the time. It, it really depended on the stage. Uh, you know, there were some teams, obviously, with, you know, playing against the Oklahomas and the TCUs and, and the Florida States. You know, you get excited. You get you get kind of nervous about it, You get the jitters, the butterflies. But but then when you play against the smaller schools, the Colorado States, you know, the Wyomings, you don't you, you don't get as much nerves and, and, and you, you have more of a calming. But if you play against the Colorado States and the Wyomings, the New Mexicos on a bright state on a big stage, the bright lights, then those nerves come come back, and so if there's something as a as an athlete when you know that the lights are on, the cameras are on. That hey, this is this is the big stage. This is it. You know, win or go home. You know, there's there's nerves and there's there's jitters and, and there's butterflies. So, you know, you you got to find a way to get through that. You know, and and, and relax. And I know for for football guys with football, you just got to hit somebody as soon as possible. Yes, yes. Get it out of the way. Get it out. Miss your first shot. Make your first shot. Get it going. Nerves aside, BYU has, in a way, a nothing to lose mentality because nobody outside of the team believes that they're going to win this basketball game. Tyler Hawes is a guy that's been Mr. Consistency all year. He has plenty of confidence, and he certainly understands that this team has something to prove in his mind. Yeah, that, we don't that, pay like, attention a lot to uh, what what people say about us, uh, but we're pretty confident that we should be in the tournament, and we got to go prove ourselves. Tyler Haas, yesterday on BYU's confidence level, and Brian, you were going to say something about this. I, you know, I, I think I think they have to prove to the world, you know, that that they belong, and I, I think it is to to their advantage, like you said. You know, they, they they're going in with the chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, they, they have a, a fallen soldier that's down that they want to play for. You know, that, that stuff like that rallies a team. Absolutely. You know, when, when, when a player is down, when a coach has, you know, is, is going through some, some personal issues, cancer, whatever the case is, 
um, you know, especially at this point, right, towards the end of the season, guys, you know, older guys, newer guys that are on the team, they begin to mold and gel together. You know, you, you start to look at your teammates like brothers and friends and family. And so when you have a brother that has fallen and, and you see all the hard work and the dedication, the blood, the sweat, the tears that they went through, you know, you want to step your game up. Oh, you get you up know? and get it oh, done. Oh, you, you have to. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no choice. And, and so the, the biggest challenge, I think, is, is going to uh, stay even kill, right? Because you're going in with the mindset of, you know, we don't belong here. The nation thinks we don't belong here. Uh, everybody has us losing. Um, you know, so, so, so obviously that, that gives us motivation. Uh, but then we have a, a fallen brother that we want to play for as well. As well. So, you know, how do you, to, how do you keep all those emotions, you know, bundled inside? And, and, and how, to, how do you use them in the right way? You know, that would be that would be my focus and my concern you going into this game. You execute the game plan. Here's some other good news for BYU fans. Obviously, Oregon, they're a seventh seed. They're a better seed. Expected to win. No Kyle Collinsworth. Everybody on the Oregon side, at least their fan base, is saying, we got this game. We, that is a dangerous mentality. Oh, and then there's the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The stat of the day is one. BYU has won at least one postseason tournament game in each of the last four seasons. Florida, 2010. Wofford, 2011. Iona, 2012. And then, of course, the final four run in the NIT last year. BYU wins early tournament games. That is a great sign for the Cougars. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. Oregon, 4-1-1. This Jonathan Lloyd has just been terrific at running that team and getting the ball anywhere he wants on the floor and then being able to deliver to, to scores in, in uh, you know, prime positions. So that'll be a big key for us. BYU head coach Dave Rose in the pregame press conference yesterday from Milwaukee talking about Jonathan Lloyd, the little point guard. BYU has struggled against little point guards, namely Chris Anderson at San Diego, a guy that can kind of uh, chew up that zone defense. So Lloyd will, will play a key. He's a matchup certainly to watch. There are a couple of guys, however, that BYU really needs to focus in on. Joseph Young, their leading scorer at 18 points a game. Anson Winder, I'm guessing, will be following him around in the zone, matchup zone. Like, you're going to see Anson Winder, BYU's lockdown defender, with a close eye on Joseph Young. However, the, the matchup that concerns me the most is Mike Mosier. 13 points, 8 rebounds a game. He's 6'8". No Kyle Collinsworth. Who's going to guard him? Anson Winder talked about that specific thing yesterday. Coming in, we know that their guards score a lot of their points along with uh, their three-man Mike Mosier. So we know we're going to have to guard them and guard the three-point line like we have uh, throughout these last few weeks. So, uh, you know, they score most of their points, and they're, they're tough down low. Their bigs are, are strong and aggressive. So we just kind of have to contain, you know, their guards overall. So for me, Brian, it's, it's a zone defense. I feel like BYU has to play a zone defense to make amends for guys like Joseph Young and Mike Mosier because they're athletic, they can shoot the ball, and, and BYU's playing a zone defense better than they were the first time they played against Oregon. Yeah, w- without a doubt, you have to. I mean, it's a it's a significant matchup um, issue when it comes to to Kyle Collinsworth being out, and 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 with Oregon, a team that you know shoots the three the three ball, um, you know shot thirty two times last uh, uh, three points last time. Uh, so that, that that's got to be a point of emphasis for these guys uh, for BYU uh, defending that three point line and. I think that that's really where the, the, the team is going to uh, have a chance to win is on the defensive side. Uh, you know, for for 
when when your offense is struggling, you know, you gotta you gotta pick it up with defense. And, and so having Kyle out, um, somebody that can score points, can get to the rim, uh, can make those shots, you gotta make up for for him not being there on the defensive end. Now, Haas and Carlino, your bold prediction going for 50 would certainly uh, help the case. I know we're talking defensively on how to shut down Oregon, but if those two go for 50, I don't see any scenario where BYU loses that game. That's your bold prediction. What is yours, BYU Sports Nation, for the Cougars and Ducks today? It's winter time. At Snow Surface, as Carlino hits five plus three pointers, feeding right into your methodology, Brian. I, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that one. At Tasha Lynn 19. BYU wins. That bold enough for you? Okay, I'll take it. If not, how about Maddie and Ty combined for 50 plus? Everyone's getting on board with the Logan takeover. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just, it's, it's what I do. It's, it's what I do. After hanging out with the Bronze Fawns, Jerem Jordan in Milwaukee has found time to join us, probably because he heard it was the hashtag Logan takeover. He's joined us live from Milwaukee. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Tournament day. Opening round of the NCAA tourney. I love it. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Hashtag Logan Takeover. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton. And tell the people how they can follow you on Twitter, Brian. Uh, at Brian Logan 7 I think. Think you think <laughs> you better you better find you're telling the nation you're telling I, the world I think I think is Brian Logan seven I don't I don't I, I mean I'm, I'm I'm starting to tweet a lot more you know that that's always been my issue but uh, yeah I think that's what it is so uh, please follow me and do not unfollow me because I don't tweet so, oh, okay. sorry <laughs> BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays noon Eastern 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM channel 143 on BYURadio.org and the BYU Radio iOS app of course the simulcast. Uh, like many of you are doing right now, watching it live on BYU TV. What is your bold prediction for today's BYU-Oregon matchup? That is our Twitter question today, and a perfect way to segue into Jerem Jordan, live from Milwaukee. Jerem, what's your bold prediction for BYU and Oregon? Well, first time, uh, first time, long time, just want to get that out there. Big fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> my, bold prediction, my bold prediction is that Eric Mika gets a double-double. Okay. But nice. uh, he gets at least 10 points, at least 10 boards. He had, I think he can rebound effectively against this team that only has one dude that, that's taller than he is, and that's Austin. Uh, not Nate Austin, uh, but Oregon, Oregon matches up with BYU, but uh, I think a double-double for our friend, uh, our friend Eric Mika. It's Waverly Austin. That's a great first name. Waverly, Waverly Austin. Waverly five. Eric Meek had 13 points, 8 rebounds last game, which certainly would help. Why does my full screen say a man who needs a haircut, by the way, on the TV side? <laughs> Wait, Brian don't you Logan worry. has taken over his office. What is going on don't, there? Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, Jerry, I'm going to need you to <laughs> remove those jerseys so I can put my jersey up there. It's, it's, it's framed. And I, I would I, love to have your I jersey have a nice, I already have a nice spot. See, right behind is where I'm going to put it, if you see right there. There's uh, the picture of, and, okay. And it's just a temporary thing right so, there where, where the so, Brian Logan sign. I'm just, I'm just waiting. So he, here's the deal. Brian, there, there's a picture, and we need to tweet this out. There's a picture of Brian sitting in Jerem's office. Uh, oh, it's already been tweeted. Maxing and relaxing in, in the seat, and, and Brian has already made some. I locked uh, the door. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, we, got, we, we got keys for that. We the janitors must have opened it. 
Oh, Jerem Jordan is on with us live from Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee stands for the good land, thanks to our friend Alice Cooper in the, the movie Wayne's World. How is the good land right now, Jerem? It is so cold. Like, it is the coldest I have felt in a long time. It's like 35 degrees, oh. 15 mile an hour winds. This morning I went around town uh, shooting different scenics for the TV side of the show. Uh, caught up with the uh, Bronze Fawns. Uh, went out to Lake Michigan. It is it is cold. No one was there, just me at like 8 a.m. Uh, Central Time. It is, it is frigid, but uh, it seems like people in, the excited, people in the town are excited about uh, the four games today in the Bradley Center. I've compared this to Christmas morning for me. I, just, I mean, I love college football on a weekly yeah, basis. Totally. I think college football is, is over the whole season is the most exciting time of the year for me, as it is for Brian, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes, but yes, in terms yes. of one day... The opening rounds of the NCAA tournament, it just it doesn't get better than that and for it's me. Two days. It's I know, it's, it's two. Right. I love it. Right. Okay. BYU beats Oregon if what happens, Jerem? Uh, I think if BYU shoots fifty percent or better. Okay. Uh, I think okay. they need to shoot the ball really well. Uh they, Tyler Haas had one of his best games at Oregon and that's part of the reason that BYU won that. And BYU scores ninety six in overtime. I mean Oregon scores a hundred, but these are two of the top ten scoring offenses in America. BYU is the highest scoring offense in the NCAA tournament. So BYU is going to have to have a good offensive game. But what have we talked about a lot of the year? It's that BYU could score, but that they had to defend well. So if BYU defends well, uh, I think they've got a good chance in this. Hey, uh, Jerem, um, I have a little uh, birdie in my ear that wants me to uh, discuss uh, this, this, this that word. That bird's name Ben Bagley. This word we call, uh, no. It's, it's, it's the other birdie. <laughs> Spencer. We, we, we have this word that, 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 we, that, we, that, we, that we talk about. It's called karma. Uh, can you uh, yeah. shed some yeah, light yeah. on, on how, that word? Have you transferred the BYU Sports Nation karma? And if so, how did you do it? I haven't been to the arena quite yet. Uh, I'm two blocks away in the hotel. But I will go over there. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do a three, uh, 360 walk around the court. I'll just keep spinning around in the 360. No. I'll walk around the entire court. <laughs> I'll probably go to the top of the arena and, and all the way to the bottom uh, just to make sure that uh, BYU Sports Nation karma is spread in abundance throughout the arena. That is fantastic I think that's news. How I'll do it. Jerem Jordan, co-host of BYU Sports Nation, is joining us live from Milwaukee right now. He's going to be our access guy watching the game courtside. He'll get one-on-one interviews and have plenty of reaction after the opening round game between the Ducks and the Cougars. Can you set the atmosphere inside the Bradley Center? What's the arena like? We asked Greg Rebell about this a little bit yesterday, but but what have you seen and and uh, what's the basketball arena like as as this opening round gets underway? Well, I'll make my way into it. Uh... After this interview, actually, I'll pack up, get in there. Uh, so I haven't been in the arena quite yet. But there's signage all over town. Uh, people are excited. I was listening to uh, some of the local radio driving around this morning. They talked about the traffic related to the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, it seems like Milwaukee's excited. Um, no local uh, crazy interest for Marquette, per se, of course. But Wisconsin is in the house, so there will be a lot of uh, cheeseheads around. Uh, not to mention, last, last night I had a bratwurst. I, I, I haven't had bratwurst a ton, but I had a bratwurst in the hotel last night. Bratwurst. And, and uh, I got a soup with it. It was literally a bowl of melted cheese. It was not, a, But they called it a soup. It was just a bunch of melted cheese. I didn't know that that existed. I couldn't handle it. I ate like half the bowl. 
That's the that's the secret formula to get a six pack, Jim. Should have you should have ate a couple more bites. That's the secret formula. The secret really? Formula. That and gushers. I have not been seeing any of those ads yeah. on the side of gushers. Facebook lately. Oh, uh, you know you have to eat gushers with it too. BYU and oh, Oregon. Yes. yes, that I can do. Okay. I'm all American at eating gushers. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know about I don't know about that. We gotta. I, I eat about five boxes a week. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is where Jerem Jordan is right now. Jerem, BYU and Oregon matched up in December. You you were at that game. It felt like BYU lost a piece of their soul after they let one slip away in Eugene. Playing on a neutral site court, how much do you draw from that previous game, and how much do you think that will factor into what the Cougars and Ducks do against each other today? There's some validity to that, although the game in Eugene, um, the students weren't there. So it's still, obviously, a pro-Oregon crowd, but, of course, BYU BYU travels well. No, they don't. They just get out of their houses and go to the game within an hour of them. Uh, but in this case, uh, BYU fans will have to actually travel here. I think it favors BYU a little bit. I mean, there's a few factors in BYU's favor in that without Kyle Collinsworth that they can still leverage to hopeful victory, which is the one you said, which is neutral court. BYU's been playing well. Oregon has, too. But BYU's got to feel confident in that they played this team well, who at the time was ranked and was considered, uh, you know, a top 15 team that almost beat them on their home court. So now in a neutral court across the country, no Kyle, but maybe a little added motivation for everybody to uh, come in here and knock off Oregon. Uh, I don't think BYU feels disrespected. I think they're excited to be in the tournament and pleased to be matched up with Oregon. So there's some things going in BYU's favor. Jerem, with... uh... With Kyle being gone and, and having a, a, a player like uh, Mike Moser, uh, who is second on the team with, with, with averaging 13 uh, points a game, how does BYU defend uh, Moser today? I think they, they stick to what they did uh, in Oregon. Uh, he wasn't crazy lethal in that game. I thought the BYU, BYU rebounded the ball effectively. Moser in that game ended up having 12 points and nine rebounds. Uh, he shot six threes and missed five of them. And uh, overall for Oregon, they missed 22 threes. I don't think that BYU can allow 32 threes and feel confident in their ability to probably win the game because Oregon's not going to shoot 31% again, I don't think. So specifically to your question, you guys mentioned playing zone. I think that we'll see BYU play a lot of zone. It's harder to rebound in a zone. That's the only issue with that. And Oregon likes to shoot the three, but if they miss, you're okay if you can contest threes. But like you said, Spencer, if Jonathan Lloyd's getting into the paint, it's going to be a long day. He was ineffective in the first game. Jonathan Lloyd did jack squat. He had four points. He did have six assists, but he did not make a field goal. He set up his teammates, but he didn't make a shot. So I think, I think BYU's okay. The guy that really worries me is Joseph Young. And Kaliste, who had a career-high 31, he won't have a game like no, that again. No, he's not was, scoring that was 31 the, again. That was the Skyler Halford San Diego game. That's what that was for him. Uh, will Skyler Halford have 28 today? That would be awesome, but I don't see it happening. They have weapons, but so does BYU. Jerem Jordan joining us live from Milwaukee. He's about to head over to the Bradley Center to cover the Cougars and Ducks as our BYU Sports Nation inside access guy. Mike Mosier is 6'8", 211 pounds, and with no Kyle in the lineup, you expect a lot of zone defense, but how do, how do the Cougars match up with, with him and a guy like Joseph Young? If they do have to go to a man-to-man scenario, who, who's going to guard those two players? You guys said it. Uh, for Young, it's, it's probably Winder. And then for Moser, you would think that uh, they'd put Mika on him. 
It would have been Kyle Collinsworth, which would have been nice, and that's where it kind of hurts you because Kyle defensively, although he didn't stick out as a great defender, I wouldn't say he was a poor defender. I, I thought he was good enough. Uh, and Moser's a 6A guy that likes to shoot it from three. You really have uh, very little back-to-the-basket scoring for this Oregon team. BYU likes to feed Mika. That's about it. So it's going to be a lot of perimeter play. Can BYU win the perimeter battle and prevent uh, shots at the rim and open looks from three? Oregon's going to shoot the three. It's just whether that's contested or not. So BYU's zone, which I'll be surprised if they don't go zone early, because no Kyle means more emphasis on Mika and Austin to rebound the ball and avoid foul trouble. Jaron Jordan, Jordan joining us live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's watching the first round, first and second. Well, I should say it's not the first round because it's technically it's the second and third rounds of the NCAA tournament. There, I hate that. By the way, uh, it's weird. It's just weird. It's so dumb. We'll call. We'll call it's it what we want to call it. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Jaron. Thanks for the time and the just insight. Uh, enjoy the game. Take the BYU Sports Nation karma and spread the goodness, my friend. Yes, please do. I will. Thank you, guys. Hashtag Logan Takeover. <laughs> Hashtag your office is mine. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Jerem. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Our bold prediction is the center of our Twitter question today. What is your bold prediction for BYU and Oregon today? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Crazy Cook Fanatic, I will just use the fallback. BYU wins by 17. <laughs> That's stemming from Jerem Jordan, something he said during football season going into the Houston game. Oh, they got this. They're going to win yeah. by 17. You know, 17 plus, I believe. So, okay. All right. At I underscore Pit of the Fool, Ty goes for 35. Ooh. Frank Bartley the fourth has a double double. Whoa. Okay, that's that's just wow. Okay. Um yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's bold for Brian, and Brian is usually the boldest <laughs> of them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At Hasro 24, BYU 94, Oregon 88. Matt Carlino goes for 35. And you were talking yes, about this. Do so you think Matt yeah. might be the high score in this I game? I think Matt will. I think, I think he'll step up in a big way. What's your bold prediction? Send him in using the hashtag BYUSN. They call him the Big Souk on Portland Sports Radio. Cougar fans knew him as All-Mountain West Conference player. He'll join us next to take a closer look at the Oregon Ducks. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU Cougars tip off their NCAA tournament run against the Oregon Ducks today, a 10-versus-7 matchup in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Bradley Center. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan, hashtag Logan Takeover. Part two. Get involved with BYU Sports Nation on the simulcast, BYU Radio and BYU TV, same time Monday through Friday at noon Eastern. See the shenanigans that you've been hearing about previously. A, ro- a reminder for you, this is tournament week for the BYU men and women. The ladies will play live on BYU Radio, 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain in L.A. Ty Brandenburg on the call from Pauley Pavilion on the campus at UCLA. That game will also be on the ESPN family of networks. 12-seed Cougs working to upset number 5-seed NC State. And the Wolfpack are a team in a lot of ways that kind of play like Gonzaga. So BYU has seen this type of team in the women's bracket before. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation is a former standout football player, center Jason Sukanik, who has now turned his sights to dominating the radio waves in Portland, Oregon. Jason, welcome to the show. Uh, what's what's going on today in Portland, Oregon? <laughs> Nothing. Me not dominating anything. Not on the football <laughs> field or on the airwaves. That's a that's a bold bold statement there. With me. Uh, 
being a quality anything. But no, just getting ready for the tournament up here. I'm sitting here at my desk and doing my taxes and watching Ohio State and Dayton. So uh, it couldn't be a better day. This is the most exciting day of the year for me in terms of like just an event. I love college football the season as a whole. But for me, it doesn't get better than the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament. Where does this day fit into your sports fanatic life? I think it's the most perfect thing in sports. I said that the distance between bases and baseball, 90 feet. You change it by a foot either way, and it completely changes the game. So that's the, the most perfect thing, the baseball diamond. And I would argue that the 64 teams, not 68, because the tournament starts today. It didn't start on Tuesday. I don't care what the NCAA tries to tell you. Today is the, is the first round, not the second. <laughs> we were just talking about that. It fits on one page. Everyone submits down in accounting to your eight-year-old son. Everyone gets to fill out a bracket. We all get to pretend that we know who the hell Dayton is or what Providence <laughs> is going to do in the tournament. You find me another sport where we largely ignore it for 90% of the season, and then the entire country gets swept up in it. There's nothing like this. No one, I mean, unless you're on the East Coast or you went, my partner went to Kansas, so I watch a lot of Kansas basketball. Sure. Um, I've seen more Kansas than anything else because we watch one while our show's on. Uh, I've become very skilled at watching the TV and talking on the radio. Um, but outside of that, I mean, just people, especially out here on the West Coast, people don't pay attention to college basketball. The Oregon Ducks were a number with the 10th team in the country this year, and you're getting 7,000 people to show up to watch them up. Uh, you know, to watch them play someone. It just, it's, they didn't sell out when Oregon played Arizona, and Arizona was the number one team in the country. You know, just the interest isn't there, but you get to this point, you get the conference tournament, and you kind of get that slow buzz, and, and by the time the brackets come out and Obama fills out his, then everyone's on board. The president for heaven's pretends that he watches it. So it, It's a nationwide most, phenomenon. It, it just it's is. The most, it's the most perfect thing in sports. You just you, you can't get anything better than this. So call in sick, get your vasectomy, sit on the couch, get your frozen peas, <laughs> and for four straight days, this is what you're going to do. And try to win a billion dollars, right? Absolutely. Billion dollars. Well, what do you think? I saw the one in, what, nine quintillion? Yes. But here's the thing. I read there was a Harvard professor that said that's bunk. He said that's if you randomly did it. There'd be one in, whatever, nine quintillion. But, but the Harvard professor said that if you used an educated guess, as we all do, seedings and rankings, you actually have a 1 in 192 billion chance. Oh, so, so much better. Year. See, we talked about and this. We talked about this earlier. If if we had if we had somebody to just come up with a some type of a formula, <laughs> then we would have a chance. <laughs> 192 billion. That is if you if you have an educated guess, you use seedings and, and like look, pass all the ones through to the sweet 16 cuz Use statistical probability one in one hundred and ninety-two billion. So, in the words of Jim Carrey, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Absolutely, Jason Sakanik, former BYU football player, a center, the starter from 2000 to 2001, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Now working as a radio personality in Portland, Oregon, on 1080 The Fan. They call him the Big Souk. Okay, let's delve into your knowledge, your vast knowledge of the Oregon Ducks and and the basketball program up there. When the rematch was announced. From what you've gathered uh, in the media up there and, and maybe talking to some of the players or coaches, what was their initial reaction to seeing BYU again? I think they're happy to see it. I think this is actually a very favorable draw for Oregon. Not that BYU is a gimme by any stretch of the means. In fact, if you watch that first game, uh, BYU had them there. I think they were up by seven or eight with four minutes to play and change. And so it's not as this is going to be an easy game for Oregon. But where you're going to beat Oregon is that if you're a, a team that can pound the glass, slow it down, and play defense. And that's not BYU strong suit. BYU and Oregon are actually very similar teams. Undersized, going to push the ball. 
the difference is I think Oregon shoots the ball a little bit better from uh, from beyond the arc, whereas whereas BYU is going to try to press it and just get points in transition. But I think this is actually a pretty favorable matchup uh, for Oregon. I think they're probably a little more athletic, a little more talented than BYU. They're healthy. Um, you know, with with, uh, with Collinsworth being out, you know, if he's in, maybe this is a different game. Uh, but I think Oregon, while not really confident, I, I think they feel pretty good about the style of play and the way Oregon's playing right now. Uh, won, what, eight in a row going into the, the conference tournament before losing to UCLA in bad fashion. But this is an Oregon team that was as high as 10 this year, lost 8 of 10, fell out of the rankings. And we were talking NIT. They go on a run seven in a row, including beating the top three teams in the Pac-12, including Arizona, finished out the year. So I think Oregon feels good, uh, not overly confident, but, but good about this draw. You know, you know Big Souk, we, we, we talked about this earlier, and, and one of my concerns with, with uh, Oregon's wins and, ups, and losses and their ups and downs that they had this year, what, what I said was it, it was the, the non-conference schedule, right, of, the, of them going 13-0 and, 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 and having a good run. And then they get into conference, and, and they're kind of – uh, you know they face better better talent. Um, uh, you know they, they have a stronger schedule. Uh, but then they towards the end of the season they 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 find a way to to turn it back on. What do you think the biggest difference was uh, from them? You know lo- going through that losing streak and then turning it around uh, and then winning eight of the last nine. Well, to me, from from talking to people, it was it was almost there was a uh, this team thought they were better than they were. Uh, let's 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 get one they said. This is not a top ten team in the country, and I think they bought into some of the hype uh, at the start of the year. And you're right, they didn't play a lot. I mean, BYU, in fact, was was one of their better wins. Uh, you make the argument it was their best win um, at the start of the season there. So I, I think they bought into a little bit of the hype. This is a team that made a, a good run in the tournament last year. And, and just kind of got sloppy. And, and when you're a team that plays the way Oregon does, and BYU, I mean, you've probably seen this too down there watching the Cooks play, uh, when you're a team that relies on energy and effort and pushing the ball, there's not a whole lot of difference between winning games by four and losing games by four. And you look at some of those games they lost, they weren't blowouts. Um, they just weren't doing the little things. They weren't boxing out, weren't getting any sort of play in the middle. And, and Oregon doesn't have a huge margin for error. They're not a great rebounding team. They don't play great interior defense. They want to steal the ball. They want to get out. They have they run ten eleven deep, um, and it's just it's it's an effort team. So I really think it just came down to uh, making shots, which they kind of went through a funk there in the middle. And when Oregon doesn't knock down shots, it's really hard because when the ball gets ball gets rebounded, uh, we have a lot of misses. They're not a great rebounding team. And, and then there's just a lack of effort. And I think towards the end, they realized that, oh, you know, guys, this is, we're not going to make the tournament. And they kind of hit that desperation mode. And you just saw a different gear from a lot of these guys. And they started to get some better play in the middle. Uh, Mike Mosier is, is a transfer they got from UNLV. Uh, he played nice in, in, in the second half of the season. Austin Waverly is the other guy in the middle. And, and neither one of these guys is going to blow your hair back. But when you get something from them in the middle, then all of a sudden this Oregon team becomes – it's a good, solid top 25 team. Jason Sukanik, the big souk on the fan 1080 in Portland, Oregon, former BYU football player as well. The guy that concerns me is Mike Mosier, so I'm glad you brought him up because he is kind of a matchup nightmare, especially with Kyle Collinsworth out of the lineup on BYU's side. When you look at BYU, it doesn't seem like anybody's picking the Cougars to win from a national standpoint. The national pundits outside of Greg Doyle at CBS have all said, you know, this is, this is free money on Oregon. Does that weigh into BYU playing loose and helping them in any way in your mind? Do you, do you buy into them having the loose mentality, which will help them today? 
Sure. I think anytime you talk about the tournament, I mean, if you're an underdog, and I know that this isn't a, a huge seeding line, but you, know, you thought maybe they'd be on the, uh, you know, on, on the, in the playing game, and, and you know they're hearing it. Any, anybody that tells you that they don't pay attention to what people are saying, those people are lying. They've all read the pundits. They've all seen, you know, the brackets and, and who's taking them. And then you, you said no one's taking them, with the exception of one guy, and I haven't even seen that. I haven't seen one person that's picked BYU, so you better believe there's a chip on your shoulder. And I think any time having played in that conference, not um, well, I guess not the West Coast Conference, but you know, back when I played in the Mountain West, any time you played a team from the Pac-12 or the ACC or the SEC or whatever sport you're playing, you got something to prove. You know, you want to prove that you can go out and you can play, you know, with any of the big boys. So I absolutely think that the pressure here is on Oregon. You know, this is a team that you know up here in the Northwest. You know, we just spent, well, we didn't, but Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, he just spent $100 million to build a stadium there, one of the nicest stadiums in, in, in the country, certainly here on the West Coast, and at every facility you could possibly want it, 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 on the campus there, and you got all the fancy shoes and the uniforms, and you know people want this program to get where the football program is. So there's definitely more pressure on Oregon than there is in BYU, and I do. I expect the Cougars to come out and play loose and, and free and run around and and, you know, give it hell. The only thing that would, would, would give me pause is I've read some things about maybe the first practice after Collinsworth went down, the kind of team being in a funk. How do you respond to your team captain, you know, shredding his knee? Is that something yeah, that brutal. unites this team and, and, and brings them together? And, hey, we're going to win one for Kyle? Or, you know, is it, oh, hell, you know, here we go again? Jason Sucana, great insight. He's a sports talk radio in Portland, Oregon, former BYU football player. Uh, we enjoy the energy, enjoy the games, and good luck with your taxes as well. Yeah, hopefully uh, the IRS doesn't come looking too close. <laughs> <laughs> just put a big suit on, on the name. You'll be good. Yeah, well, just just remember, I never lie twice on the same form. It's just one single ball of lies. That's how I justify it. <laughs> Jason Sikandik, thanks for the time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys, anytime. You know what we're going to be doing in uh, just a little while, Brian? Uh, what's that? Countdown to Connecticut. Oh, yes. 162. 162 days away. Oh, yeah, there's an NCAA tournament basketball game today as well. Oh, yeah, that. that. But keep the football in mind, people. His team has a a two-and-a-half game lead with seven games left to go in conference. What does the men's volleyball team need to do to finish the deal in the MPSF? Find out next on BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show, Tyler Haas and his boys just moments away. Well, probably a couple of hours away from taking on Oregon in Milwaukee in the NCAA you just, you just, tournament. You just can't wait. Man. I know. I'm ready to go. Just, you're ready. Can we, can we watch basketball right now, please? No, because we're doing a show. BYU Sports Nation is what we call it. We are live from Studio B. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan stepping in for Jerem Jordan. I mean, Brian Logan's don't, just don't, here. Don't disrespect just me. Hashtag don't disrespect Logan me like that. Take don't over. Dis- I thought, you know what? I thought we were here. <laughs> well, okay, okay, we're, it's a, we're no, back. It's all right. it's okay. I'm distracted. It's don't, NCAA tournament day. No, no, it's all right. I thought, BYU, I thought you loved me. <laughs> BYU Volleyball, the men's side, take on Cal Baptist this Saturday. You can listen to that game live on BYU Radio, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, as the Cougars look to continue to roll through the MPSF. With that, we welcome in Chris McGowan, the head coach of the BYU men's volleyball team. Coach, welcome to the new set. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm liking it. I was telling you, we got to get you new volleyball. We for, need uh, yes for the showcase up here. Yeah, we need some <laughs> swag on the desk, and so we will we will give that to you. We we expect you to run with it. Get us something good, man. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Your team is rolling right now. You got to a a slow start in Chicago. Um, you lost a couple of tough games, but then it kind of was like the 
the switch flipped for your team as you came back, and now you're rolling. You have a two-and-a-half game lead in conference. What's happening for your team that's, that's going so well right now? You know, I think early in the year we were trying some new things, and there were some questions that were unanswered for us, particularly about uh, just positions, where we wanted to put some of the new guys. Um, we've, we've got a couple guys from Europe that, uh, that came in. And uh, trying to figure out where to play those guys was it was a question for us who could step in and and uh, and fill some roles that we needed after some graduation, some missions from last year. And so we were kind of in experimentation mode when we hit the road uh, early in the year and uh, got some questions answered. Didn't play our best, certainly. And uh, and that was a little bit of a wake up for our team as well, I thought. And uh, and it sent us in some different directions as far as a coaching staff and what we were trying to do and what you know, we were working on specifically. And so I thought all of those things were good results as a, as a function of going out there and kind of having a tough roadie right off the bat. But um, more than anything, the guys just work hard every day. And that's kind of been, you know, our philosophy is just, you know, we're going to be as good as our practices are. And, you know, we talk all the time about just uh, reaping what we sow. Yeah. And so we got to sow greatness. And, and I think it's just been a tribute to the guys that they've bought into that. And they've worked really, really hard in practice every day. And uh, they go about just filling their roles. And, uh, and it's been a, a really great group. And uh, right now we're playing pretty good. See that right there. That 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 touched my that touched my spirit. You know, you reap, <laughs> reap what you sow, and, and, and you, know, you want to sow a good harvest. This is what I'm talking about. About you know the the, the calming and the peace that I feel today. That's, that, that, that's that's a great. Verse. Brian's was hitting a good omen that BYU's basketball team is going to win their uh, opening round game today. Coach, speaking of brackets, off the block is a, a notable volleyball site. Uh, they do a great job covering the sport. They did their. They took teams in the NCAA tournament, but then went to their volleyball programs. And you, BYU, was picked to beat Stanford in the national championship in this bracket shakedown. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the respect that your program's getting nationwide, even if it is a little bit of a joke with the, the brackets? But really, BYU has a lot of respect. What's that like? You know, it's, it's wonderful. And I think it's a function of our players, certainly, and, uh, and the way we've been playing. Uh, it's, I think, also kind of a function of our history and the way that we've been able to string together a lot of really good seasons. And, uh, and then the other thing I think it's a function of is our following. Um, it's just remarkable kind of wherever we go, people are excited about BYU Volleyball. And uh, it's, it's a little bit unnerving for other teams when we show up <laughs> in their gym with a bigger contingent uh, of BYU fans. I would hate that, by the way, if I was yeah. the other oh, team. Yeah. Uh, we're playing home matches wherever we go, just in a different gym. And and just the support we get, um, Southern California, Hawaii, you know, Midwest, wherever we go, it's it's been phenomenal. Chris McGowan, BYU head volleyball coach, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. His team is ranked number three in the country. They lead the MPSF. You have Cal Baptist this Saturday. Uh, statistically, they're, they're not a, a solid team, but it seems like every team in your conference, you, you can't overlook anybody. Right. Yeah, and it's for sure, you know, somebody said it was basically the uh, the SEC football equivalent of yes. men's volleyball, you know. And so I think it's really like that, just the, the quality of play in our league and the quality of coaching in our league of athleticism is uh, is unparalleled, you know, anywhere else in the country. And so every match is a big match for us, and uh, and I think our guys treat it as such and uh, and get up for them. Coach, what do you what do you think that the the biggest challenge that that you guys would, would will face, you know, um, finishing the season, coming down to the to the home stretch, heading into the tournament, 
Uh, what do you think the, the biggest thing, the, what's, what's one of your biggest concerns for, for you and your team? I think two things. The first is just the physical grind of it all. Uh, it's going to be which teams are kind of resilient and can kind of get some rest when they can. And, uh, and just, you know, our sport is, you know, people that aren't familiar with it and haven't played at a high level, you know, kind of are surprised when we talk about this, what a physical grind it is on your body and just how many jumps our guys are taking and how many swings. And it just, uh, it wears on you over the course of the year. And so health is kind of, you know, a concern and we want to be rested. We want to be strong. And, uh, and so kind of dialing our effort in with respect to that is, is for sure a concern. And then the other thing is just comes down to fundamentals for us. Serving and passing is this huge part of our game. And, uh, you know, teams that win that battle within the game always have this really, really high probability of winning the overall match. And so for us, it's going to be, can we keep on a track of improvement? You know, and it seems kind of odd to hear people talk about, you know, for us to talk about getting better at this point in the year, but that's still something that we go about. That's our mentality is let's get better today and the next day and the next day. And so we're trying to get a little bit better in those two fundamentals, specifically serve and serve receive. And uh, if we can do that, um, I like our chances. Coach Chris McGowan, BYU men's volleyball coach, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. We have a new tradition here uh, in Studio B, and that is to sign our Rise Up flag. So would you please give us your signature to prove that you were here and that you received the BYU Sports Nation karma as you take on Cal Baptist. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen BYU play volleyball, it is a life-changing experience. Believe it. Chris McGowan, thanks for the time. Up next, more of your bold predictions for BYU in Oregon today, plus our Rise and Shout and why BYU can win this game. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. 162 days until the Cougars take on Connecticut in basketball, just a few hours before the basketball team gets underway. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out in Studio B. Let's whip it, brother. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The NCAA tournament begins today. The Cougars face the seventh-seeded Oregon Ducks for the second time this year. Game tips at 3.15 Eastern and will be live on True TV. Jerem Jordan in Milwaukee with the team. He'll have post-game interviews and reaction for BYU Sports Nation on tomorrow's show. Baseball. The Cougars fell to Fresno State in a close 2-1 two, two game on the road. It's off to the Bay Area today uh, as the Cougars will face the Dons today and tomorrow. At AT&T Park, no less. The men's golf team in the Valley of the Sun this weekend as competition begins today in the Desert Shootout in Goodyear, Arizona at the Palm Valley Golf Club. Tennis. The BYU women host the number 62-ranked Marshall Thundering Herd. <laughs> Play begins at 2 Eastern Time. Number 60. Softball. <laughs> the softball team traveling north to face Utah today. Game time, 8 Eastern. Beat the Utes. Tomorrow on the show, Jerem in Milwaukee. And he's recapping the tournament game. I got something in my throat. There <clears throat> we go. That's better. Just got to get it out. He's recapping the game. With He'll be the all-access guy. It's an open locker room after the game, which is uh, unique to college basketball. It doesn't happen anywhere else except for the NCAA tournament. So, uh, yeah, we're expecting some uh, in-your-face dis- reactions. distractions, man. I'm trying to focus, you know. Well, what would you do if you were in the locker room, Brian? Not a player, as a reporter. You know, it'd be it'd be hard as a as a as a reporter. Well, I, actually, no, I was gonna say it, it'd be hard as a as a former player because you know 
distractions and things and, the, and whatnot. But as a reporter trying to get uh, paid uh, and thinking about my family uh, okay. and putting food on the table, okay. I would try to get the juiciest stuff I could. Our rise and shout today, I'm going I'm to give it to Brian Logan for stepping in for Jeremy. Oh, Hashtag Logan God. takeover. Am I, back, am I back on the same plane you as you are, now? You are now. I love you again. You know what? I'm turning, I'm blushing. I'm turning red. <laughs> it's hard to make a black man turn red, you know, but uh, you, I think you accomplished it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Logan on BYU Sports Nation. You always bring, you're back tomorrow too. I am. And every day. And every day. All right. Uh, did you see the Oregon uniforms, by the way, that they're wearing today? Holy I did not. cow. I did not. They will blow you away. Oh, man. They are really bright. I'm excited. What is your bold prediction for today's BYU-Oregon matchup in the NCAA tournament? you got tweets. At Brett Parker 6, BYU summons the court vision of Kyle Collinsworth and is not stunned by the University of Oregon rainbow camouflage <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> So that's they are rainbow. Oh, they're like just neon, neon yellow, neon yellow shoes. Yeah, you need to, you need to see this. At True neon Cougar, BYU yellow. by one. Carlino hits a three to win, which would be awesome. But then everyone would have a collective near heart attack across BYU Sports Nation. Yes, I will too. And you I, know, I I, <laughs> I love I love close games, but I hate them so much. At Jonathan Cyril, BYU comes out hot and wins by 18 points. Carlino with 10 three-pointers? I thought five was bold. Ten. He's going to have 30 points on 10 threes alone? Ten. Okay. Come, that's a, come on. I, I, I need a, like a flag, a challenge flag or something. That, a <laughs> yellow flag. Come on, man. Come on, that's man. That's terrible. Come on, dude. At Jalen's 91, my bold prediction is Eric Mika scores 20-plus points with 10 rebounds in a BYU win. So Eric Mika is going to go for a career high okay. against Oregon. It might take that. Here's my one of my favorite ones. At Laser Sheep, Jerem Jordan takes 17-plus selfies. <laughs> 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 I, I hope that's not true. I hope that's I hope not he true. Do, I hope he does. I hope Jerem does. Send the selfies in, Jerem Jordan. Yeah. Thanks to our guests, Jason Sukanik, Jerem Jordan, and BYU volleyball coach Chris McGowan. Brian Logan, the Logan Takeover continues tomorrow. Follow us yes. on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Episodes on demand, BYUtv.org slash DVR or BYUsportsNation.com. Go Cougars!